this guy, that guy, and this other guy in. We've seen that laser shot a few times already this year from Brock Vester. He's got himself his Head up all the way. Head up, head up, head up. Take the look. And then you can hear the pink, the shooter's pink. The Area 51 Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Area 51 Podcast. This week we're going to be talking Canucks and we're going to be also talking about the rest of the league because it started to slow down here. You know, I will be your host tonight, Nick, and I am joined by my fellow guests, Sean and Jess. And let's start off with the legal contract, gentlemen. What do you guys think of that? One year, 1.5 million. Honestly, I really like it. Um, the only thing I don't particularly like is the term. I think I would have personally liked at least a two-year contract because I think Levo's got a lot to show, and I'd rather buy low on guys like Levo than give him a bunch of show-me contracts, but it's really impossible to argue with, I think. It's so low yeah, risk. I, 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 don't think, I don't think you're wrong at all. Um, I think it's a low risk. Um, watch him net 20 goals for 1.5 million. Um, you know, that's not a bad contract, but then it, the, the problem is like, you're right, Sean is next year when he's, you know, a free agent again, he's like, Hey, I scored 20 goals. Pay me some money. Yeah. yeah. I find it kind of funny that with players like Levo betting hands out a one year contract, but we get to UFA, and we are signing a bunch of older veterans in their 30s, and they're like, you want four years? How's five? You want two years? <laughs> yeah. Here's three. Like, it seems backwards. I would rather risk two, even three years of Levo on term rather yeah. than one year. Because if you keep him at 1.5, even it's, if it's for an extra two years, and say he just turns out to be a bum, well, you can trade or bury the contract in the A, and it doesn't affect you. So exactly, even pay him some more money. Well, just right? for, yeah. Even even yeah. even like say he wanted say he wanted um, two years at two million. Done. Do that. Yeah, I would take the risk. Yeah. Like the thing, the thing about the Canucks right now, in my opinion, why it doesn't really matter is they're not contending. So it kind of sucks because by the time they are contending, he would, could be, be like, okay, well, I just scored 20 goals, pay me. And mm-hmm. nowadays in the league, a 20 goal score is like, okay, I want 5 million, apparently. Yeah, apparently. But... Well, like compare, in, like, compare that to, say, Brandon Tanev, right? Like, Tanev got 14 goals last year. And look at the contract he got. Yeah. Right? Three, so, in, yeah. So instead of. Like, I would much prefer Levo sign to a two- or three-year contract at 1.5 or 2 than, you know, giving him a show-me contract, which, nothing wrong with that, if you're oh, unsure at, about what he's got. At, at the end of the day, I still give that contract, like, an A+. plus, Like, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like it's nothing wrong with the contract at all. I just think it could be better because if you're looking at competitive window for the Canucks, right, I think we're at the point now where we're the Canucks are hoping to be about two or three years away, like ideally about two years away. Right. So in, after this year, now Levo is a free agent again, 
And if he does get like 14, 15, 20 goals uh, and gets that opportunity on a top six spot, seeing how we haven't found any way to fill that yet, we could be looking at a pay raise right around three and a half or four million now instead of the 1.5 in a year that we want to contend. So like I know that we're not contending right now and that you know in the grand scheme of things one and a half for one year does not hurt us but it's it's every dollar adds up when you are starting to contend yeah exactly and and i think it takes that kind of foresight to to be able to manage your your cap so that when you are contending there's no issues i do just want to point out between toronto and vancouver last year he had 14 goals mm-hmm. that's, de- that's decent that's like well, sorry. and not very like didn't get a whole lot of opportunity other than in Vancouver, right? Yeah, exactly. So I feel like those are the type of risks I Benning should be taking if you're gonna offer multiple year contracts. Be like, okay, I'll give you two, I'll give you three years, at one point five. Yeah, absolutely. One point seven five. Like I, yeah. from Le- Levo probably wanted the one year deal honestly because Benning probably lowballed him and he's like give me a one by 1.5 and i'll prove i'm worth the money yeah so nothing wrong with very well could have been especially because now he's had just over half a year in the team this will be his first full time with the canucks like the first full season yeah what do you guys um well before just i want to add to this what do you think levo's potential is is he a um, third liner? Oof. Like, just I'm not. I don't think he's ever a first line guy. No, do you sec- think he has the potential? Second line ceiling. Okay. I think on a good contending team, he should be a third liner. Right. Like in, Van- I, in Vancouver, ideally, second line though. Right now, yeah, but we also have a glaring hole in the top six, right? Yeah. yeah. But say, say Vancouver was able to find another top six guy like we've been wanting, right? So clearly Benning doesn't view Levo as a as a top six if he's looking for more a, a guy to fill that hole, right? Yeah. Uh I do I see him as a third third liner. And and that's not a dig to him at all. Like I, I hope he hits some kind of second line ceiling, but I would love to have like a Josh Levo caliber player on a third line. Like I think he would just eat up matchups if he's got like solid uh, line mates on a third third line. Like that's going to make that could potentially cause a lot of issues for matchups yeah. for other teams. Yeah, you think of a you know a third line with uh, something something like Levo, Godet, and a Vertanen. Like that's a in my opinion that's a pretty good third line. Uh, that's a really fast line that can score. A couple different ways. Levo's got a great shot. Uh, Vertanen doesn't like to crash the net as much as everybody thinks that he's that kind of player. Like he's definitely kind of a, a full speed down the wing or along the outside wall, uh, and then cut in a little bit or take a shot from the circle. And Godet, I think, is uh, so far an underutilized player. I, I would love to see him take the third line center role permanently next Front season. Center. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Run, run arguably so, uh, the cheapest third line in the league, and then run the most expensive fourth. Expensive fourth line. line? <laughs> oh god, yeah, that fourth line's bad. 
Um, I think that needs to be fixed long before the contention windows open, or else we are in big trouble. Like you would have to give up so much to get rid of those players on the fourth line. It's I don't even want to think about it. You know what I think happens now that we're kind of on the topic of it. You know what I think happens to Louis Erickson this year. Like he he says that he plans on coming back to Vancouver Obviously, for training camp. Did, did you get six mil a year? You're gonna show don't, up. Don't don't worry. I started a GoFundMe to buy him out. It's all good. <laughs> I think he goes the Gagne route, and you loan him to some AHL team, not Utica, and mm. you just kind of let him fall to the wayside. I, I don't think that the same direction. I, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but I just don't think that that... I don't think Benning can do that. I don't think he can bury $6 million down there like that. you got to think, though. He's not getting paid $6 million anymore. His cap hit is $6 million, No, But he's only I, getting paid a little around three. right? Yeah, I know. I don't think that's I know. the issue. I think that's right around Gagne's contract. I think Jess is referring to, I don't think Benning... Has the balls or the pride? Yeah, to do I don't, I don't, I don't think like he can admit his mistake. Like I don't that. know, man. It's I, it to me, be... you can't have a veteran player who's given so much slack by by Green, and then have him go back to Sweden and talk smack about your coach. Well, I wasn't. I think that jo- was. I mean, that doesn't doesn't help. Green was apparently pissed, and oh, I he know. has every right to be. So, like, to me, what the shows The locker works, room is already poisonous, like, before training yeah. camp even starts. You want to bring that guy into your camp, either in Vancouver or Utica? A disgruntled $6 million player? No, I don't want him anywhere near either team. Like, send him off to anybody. I don't you know. Think... Like, at this point, you can't trade him, right? Nobody wants him. Well, you can trade him for Lucic. Yeah, but I don't want Lucic. No. <laughs> I'd rather keep him. <laughs> I'm just saying, he is tradable. I think, yeah, in theory. Right, he's not. You can't only... buy him out, but you could trade him. That's the thing about his contract. Yeah. yeah. I, um... But it, to, to trade him, you're probably giving up a decent asset, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, for example, if you're Ottawa, one of the few teams that could stomach that kind of cap, you're asking for a ransom to take him, Absolutely. right? And you like, know what it you know what it costs in my in my opinion is uh, a Nikita Drampkin. That's what it costs you. It costs oh, that's too more. low. It I, it's going to cost more than Triampkin. Triampkin's only rights right now, right? Like, no, if I know, but was I in think, the league, then I I believe that. But I I think there's a couple teams that are pretty high on him. I still think it would cost more. I as a Habs fan, I still look back a year ago. When we we took our uh, Mason from the Jets, and we mm-hmm. got Joel Armia, a fourth round pick, and then Mason, and we traded someone who had never even sniffed at the NHL for one yeah. year to for we took him for one year to save Winnipeg like three mil on the cap or something. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but it cost us like one point three million in buyout. Yeah, like. Armia isn't like a, a super amazing player, but he's like your Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Like you could throw him in anything, and he'll he'll survive. And he's an NHL player. And a fourth round pick. Yeah, yeah. and Army is a like, like he's a solid third liner. Hmm. Well, like what I think it would cost 
to get rid of Louis Erickson would probably be Vertanen. That'd be a starting point. Mm. And then probably, like to your point there, Nick, probably a, another like a pick on top of that. Like a like be- a fourth or a fifth. Yeah, pro- probably like a fourth, maybe a third. You know, because you got to think Louis Erickson has three I, more I do seasons. Think, yeah, but I, I do think Bertanen's a pretty high asking point as well. Oh, I agree. To me, like you can't, you know, like if you want to trade Bertanen, you need to get an ass, like a good asset back. Like I would package Bertanen to get an asset, but not to get rid of something. You know what I mean? Okay, but okay, this is going to sound a little harsh. Is Ver- I don't think Vertanen's that good, and I don't think he's worth it. He only had 25 points last year. Okay, this is what the thing about Vertanen... He was injured, too. He played 70 the- games. He wasn't like he wasn't out like the whole season or anything. Okay, he, he's fast, and but he, has, he doesn't think hockey. Like, he, he doesn't... No. He doesn't... He doesn't have the same thinking ability um, as as other players. Like he's skilled, but I don't think he has like his feet and his hands are moving faster than his brain. Well, and you know, uh, kind of to your point, because I I do agree. Like I think uh, you see players like like Pedersen and Horvat and and guys like that that obsess about hockey and getting better, right? They're so focused on their improvement, and they want to be the best player that they can be. I don't see that in Jake Vertanen. No. So. And, and I personally, I th- I wouldn't be upset if Jake was traded, but I his trade value is high enough now as a guy that's on a really cheap contract. He scored 15 goals last year, right? Like, that's kind of right around where you want Levo to be. More points, obviously, but 15 goals? 15 goals is great. I'm I'm happy with that. Yeah, 25 points. So, yeah, it's the 25 points, right? So if it was 30, would you be okay? Like, five more? I don't know. Like, the thing with with Bertanen, for me, is if you're packaging him the Ariel Louis, is I think you could still do it simply because of his age. Because he's, what, 22? Yeah. So I think yeah, like he's, he's still at the age where someone is going to yeah. buy on him. Like I'm just going to keep using the Armia reference because it's probably the closest thing we've had to a salary dump in a. I don't recall one this year happening anytime. So I'm just going to keep. Marlo. Oh yes, Marlo. Well, that was. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Well, if we're comparing Marlo, well then I don't even want to know. know what the Canucks got to give. Well, and I think it's different too with Marlowe because Leafs were completely pinned, right? Like they had to get rid of Marlowe. There was no option. It wasn't like, oh, if we got rid of Marlowe, then we'd be more comfortable. It's like that's a starting point, and they still need to offload more. So they they had to cough up a first, you know. Whereas Vancouver could, in theory, stomach the rest of Erickson's contract. They could. Right, it's not, not talk- ideal. Exactly, but it. But do you? But they could. A, but okay, but we're talking about getting rid of him. If you're saying we could stomach yeah. it, yeah. Are you using that as like a negotiation tactic? Like, 
we want to get rid of Erickson, but we're not going to overpay you because we could keep him, and it's not going to affect us. Absolutely. I use that as I would use that as a negotiation thing. But how like, much power does that hold? Like you're gonna you're trying to get rid of a, you're trying to clear six million of cap for three years. Oh, it it doesn't. I don't think it would carry a whole lot negotiation wise, but it would keep no. you from being raped, right? Like I don't know, man. Like I know he doesn't have a no move clause, and because you, know, you can get up and walk away. Out, but man, like. He I has know, all the power. Yeah, he has I, all the power in this situation. Look at it this way. I can't so see Milo. Yes, and okay. The thing with Erickson is I can there we can agree if a team acquires him, they're not buying him out. They're not gonna put him on no. buyout for six years. Right? Because it's no, you, yeah. So they don't want to have him. His contract buy-out. is buyout proof. So he has to play. If you're gonna yeah. take on six million for three years, and even if you bury him and you save a mil, or whatever it is, let's say. So, five million yeah. cap for three years? How does that not cost you a first in Vertanen after Marlowe? Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the thing that worries me about um, the idea of dumping Ericsson in a trade like that, where it's just a pure cap dump, is the contract and the player are so bad. Like, Marlowe at least can play. Right, he just didn't want to play for anybody else yeah. other than like a San Jose, right? And he's and not he what he used all the to cards. be, but he can still play. No, he's not, and he's an old player and all that type of stuff. But he only had one year left as well, right? I so think... he's a better player with one year on his contract. That's a lot easier to dump than a Louis Erickson with three, and he's a bum already. I think and he's been much... a bum for several years. I think as much talk as Erickson gets about getting traded and getting his contract dumped, I think we should be more focused on getting rid of Sutter. Uh, I agree. Two years, yeah. 4.3, 4.4, yeah, something, something like, like that. 4.2, 4.3, something like that. For yeah, two years, the number here. it's 4.375. There it is, it. yeah. And that is a more manageable contract to move. Now, again... He has a modified no-trade clause, of course. He's going to Carolina. He's going to Carolina. And then I think See, the thing, though, like, I know the the no-move clause, no-trade clause thing gets a lot of talk. But if you're, say you're Sutter, and the GM comes up to you and is like, hey, I don't see a spot for you on our team. I don't see a role that would be well-suited for you. Would you be open to me finding a better spot for you? Why, like, why would you say no? Mm-hmm. Hey, Benning. You know? I have my whole family here. I have a house here. My kids are in school. I'm not going to uproot their lives. That's why I came here. Okay, well... I mean, that's hockey, man. Like that, That's hockey, the... but he what, what is he going to do? Send him to Utica? So yeah. he's paid. Okay. Yeah, but now he's... There goes his uproot my whole life thing right i don't see a role for you on my nhl roster it's either i dump you in utica players want to play in the nhl right they care about that more than they care about uprooting their family all all i'm saying is okay if he wasn't in utica say he was just a healthy scratch every night see they don't want that either though they don't want that but if you're collecting four million dollars a year yeah but he doesn't want to no he he doesn't he doesn't want that he I agree, but if any of us had were in that position, 
But we're not. See, like to me, the difference is these guys make that kind of money no matter what, right? And I get that. But at the same time, when you're you're like a Brandon Sutter that comes from a, a family like yeah, the Sutter. A legacy, a legacy family. You're a former first round pick. You want to have a career, right? And I mean he's not old, like he's thirty years old, right? So in his mind, he might feel like he has a lot of hockey left to play. Like, look at some of the resurgences that certain players have had with just a change of scenery. Like, like an Eric Stahl, right? Pretty old. Oh, had a bit yeah. of a resurgence with Minnesota. Right? If if Brandon Sutter can stay healthy, he only played 26 games last year. Right? Like, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, but that's another reason why a team wouldn't want him. Oh, my goodness. He's also 30. He's also 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And even the okay, so this is what I think you have to try to do with Brandon Sutter. He has no value right now, Zero. right? Played even the year 26 one. games last year. He was a minus 12. He had six points all season. And the year right? before that, he only played 60 games. Yeah. And, I mean, he had 26 points, which for a third, fourth line player, not bad. But for four and a half, 4.375, not great. What you do, I think, with him is you give him like a showcasing role on your team to start. You try to pump his value up a little bit, right? You try to you pair him with a few guys that can try to boost his numbers, make him look good. Because the guy can still play. He just is always hurt, right? And then, so instead of putting him with, you know, guys that, like Louis Erickson, who aren't going to flatter his numbers or anything or pump his value up. You put him with guys maybe like Vertanen or yeah, you know, but he brings, Pearson, he, Levo. He, he brings Vertanen's numbers down as well. He does. But in this so case, it's, it's I think you want to keep for It is. But I think you have to try to up his value so that somebody might bite. Do you up his value, though, at risk of missing the playoffs next year because everyone's saying they should at least be pushing? Are you going to throw him up on a second? I don't think he loses you games, though. Like, I don't think he he loses you games. games. No, but, like, the horses that are going to take you to a potential playoff run, which I'm still not fully in belief of, uh, are going to be your top guys, right? Like, that's going to be your Bo Horvats and your Elias Pettersons and exactly. your Brock Bessers. But I don't see Brandon Sutter hurting or helping that cause. Absolutely. But if he's not playing on the first line with Pettersson to slow it down, and he's not playing on the second line with Horvath Oh, I wouldn't down, put him with. Then no. who are we putting him with to up his value? There's no one else. We kind of got a lot of tweeners, you know, like like we were talking about He's um, also not Tan and Levo. He's not a bad face-off guy. Like, no. Like, career-wise, he's forty-nine point five. Like, he's had some good years. He's had some bad. He's he, at one point he was fifty in in his first year with Vancouver. Second year with Vancouver, he was fifty-four point three percent on the face-off dot. That's pretty good. Like that can yeah. that can get you a contract with Boston even. Well, and that's those kind of numbers were why he got signed to the contract that he did because he had. Okay four years in a row of being over 50% in the faceoff dot. And even in his injury one, injury plague one last year, 
He's yeah. a good face-off guy. That's valued. I just Even if you retain it. some salary, I think it's, you know, up his value a little I bit. I think you have to. I just don't see anyone, if you're not going to play with Pedersen and Besser, and you're not playing him with Horvat, I don't see anyone that's really going to raise the value because we want to see Jake take the next step. We want to see Lebo take the next step. We want to see Gaudet take this next step. Are his mentor, yeah. Is Green going to go up to those guys and be like, hey, we want to move Sutter, so we need you guys to play better so we can make him look good? Well, and I don't think that you really have to too much. Like, I think you have a talk with Brandon, right? You say, like, hey, we want to move you to a better situation. A contender. We want to yeah. move you to a contender for you're 30 now. We want to we want to put you in a better situation for yourself. And he's going to understand. He played 26 games last year. He's going to understand that nobody's sure what he has left, right? Mm-hmm. Let us showcase you. Let us show that you have you still are the player that we know you are. And then we can move you into a better situation. You, you motivate him. I don't think you really ask anybody to carry him. He's a 30-year-old veteran. Like I, I don't see him having to be packed by 22, 23-year-old players, right? Yeah. Like I, I think he can bring his own... Like he, he does have value as a player in a lineup. I just don't well, and, see... Just and don't... as a leader in the room, I think he can step sure. up and, and have a voice. That like... I agree with. I just don't... And lots of teams are looking for that kind of guy. Not, well, like, cause say, say Justin Williams doesn't come back to Carolina next year. Like, they'd be looking for a Sutter type of guy that's, you know, like the Justin Williams type where he's just in the locker room, has a good voice, like, can keep the boys yeah. positive. Um, he's not out there scoring you know, the, the game winners, but he's out there winning you the face-offs. Like, you know? I just, I just, yeah, I like just, he's a far cry from Williams, but I get where you're going with the leadership role because I, I yeah. agree with that. I just don't see a fit on a contender. Like, he, okay, so we let's say we even kept fifty percent, so he <laughs> it's like two point one, two point two, whatever, right around there. Like Brandon Sutter on a contender is definitely not in the top nine. No, so, he's no, fourth he's line. He's, yeah. he's fourth line across the league, basically. So you're going to pay okay, what on a about contender for like two mil, just a little over two mil, for a fourth line center who, or your 13th. What if you did something totally different? What if you didn't send him to a contender? You send him to like a almost contender? Like a, like a, no, like you send him to a rebuild. He doesn't like, want, he won't, he won't, he won't. Say that rebuild is Anaheim or LA. No. No. Why would he not go there? California, man. Everybody wants to play on those those might teams. Well, because, might as well just send them to Florida. Because at that Plus, point, he's going to get a better role. But, but at that point, you're going to have to give something because LA and Anaheim don't want him if they're rebuilding. Yeah, they got Kovalchuk and like Kessler and, you know, like they, they had a, Perry. Well, they Kessler's got bad, probably going to be done. They got enough yeah. bad old contract issues. Yeah. But at they'd be the ones in a position to take that and they're in a spot where they want, like Canucks signed them in exactly the same position, right? They signed the guy in the middle of their long rebuild as a character guy for their kids. Like to me, that's if you want to have a character a guy come in and try to set culture, which is like kind of a, you know, the hot button word around the buzzword for 
NHL teams, but Sutter's kind of that guy. I, I, and if he's good in the faceoff dot, and he can get the puck to your young guys right, like, right off the, the bat, right off the faceoff, have puck possession, I think that's valued. Like, you probably wouldn't even have to take on a whole lot of salary. Say you dump a Gadjevich or like a B-rate prospect or pick. I think that could probably do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I think, I think you're on the right track there. Like, I don't disagree. Well, and if I'm Sutter, I, I take that for a couple of reasons. One, it's a great place to play. People love playing where it's sunny all the time, and they can go to the beach, right? Mm-hmm. They just do. Welcome to Vancouver. Also, like little to no media down there, so they don't have that kind of pressure. Plus, they don't even so know what you guys, look like. Oh yeah, he can walk around free. So, like nothing like the the spotlight that is, is Vancouver. Yeah. Plus, he would be given a bigger role on a team like that. He could potentially show that he's a second line guy or a third line guy on a team that is just bare bones with of NHL talent. I don't know, man. I I understand where you're coming from. I just don't see it. I I feel like. There's a hundred of those guys at UFA time every year that don't sign on July 1st, and you could sign one in August for a mill. Yeah. Well, we're at the halfway point, boys, and uh, we got a couple more things to talk about. Um, I know we were going to talk about it's something that was talked a lot about on Twitter today, um, <laughs> and that's Brock Besser's left arm. Mm-hmm. Brock Besser's left arm. It's a tattoo, and. Yeah, I I, I, Probably. Think, I think that's what it is. People on Twitter were losing their minds today. Like, I saw a guy that was like, he he, he actually said that Brock Besser's out for the season. And I was like, okay, number, <laughs> number, number one, you're not a reporter. Number two, you have, like, you have six followers. <laughs> <laughs> number three... You're not a doctor. You know what that probably was? Was like freaking Benny, Benning's burner account where they just keep sending out all these horrible news, <laughs> fake like, news. And then when, it, six, when you get the real years. news, it's so much better. And everybody's like, oh, wow, that's so much better. I like that. Oh, <laughs> like man. the whole Myers for 8 by 8 or 7 by 7 or 8 seven by, by 7. Oh, that was gold, right? Yeah. And now it's Besser's out for the season with. Like what? Like bionic arm? Like yeah, we actually, <laughs> she actually like, doesn't have a left when, arm anymore. No, it's gone. He was covering it up. We actually and we just part Pinocchio for, now. We we just signed up for five years for three million. <laughs> <It's done. laughs> That'd still be a better contract than Louis Erickson. <laughs> You'd still be a better player. One arm. Yeah, one one arm. He's just like. Shovel passes over to at least, could, at least with one yeah. arm, can score in our own net. Oh, <laughs> dude, do you, do you actually remember? Yeah, maybe he just needs two shin pads for that. Do you remember Branson's first game where he he actually mm-hmm. um it, he who no it was Louis did a a bounce pass off the boards when they pulled the goalie and Branson yeah. skated to to. He missed the pass, and he, like, skated, and then he went headfirst into the net. Like, oh, just classic. That was the ultimate. Yeah, that was the (laughs) ultimate sign about how those were. time in Vancouver would be. (laughs) Louis scored on himself, and Gabranson went face first into the net. Just classic. (laughs) 
Um, you can't so, even defend your own oh, players. One second, before I forget, <laughs> I was having this discussion with a co-worker today, because we were talking about Levo, and I want some other opinions. So, okay. Pearson looked pretty, looked really good with Horvat last year, right? At the end of the mm-hmm. year, when, after they acquired him? Yeah. Who do you think has more potential? They're both 26. Pearson Levo. or Levo? Levo. Levo. So, like, even though Pearson looked better, would you start Levo on that second pair with Horvat? No, I'd put Pearson there. Even though you think Levo could be the better player? Like, yeah, better potential? The, the, I, no, I no. think belongs I, to Levo. No, potential, but yes, but the chemistry between Pearson and Horvat was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I do agree where, I, I see where Sean's coming from, where Levo has the more potential to be a better player. But but the thing about potential to become a better player is you do have to find chemistry with your center. So yeah. Pearson might be a more successful Canuck because he has better chemistry with Horvat. Mm-hmm. But I think Levo has better potential than Pearson. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. So from the, my understanding, you're both going to lean towards going with Pearson on Horvat's wing. On his, on, his, on his second line, yeah. And I don't think the summer's over. I think there's going to be a new Canuck, uh, September 1, um, that is on, that's on uh, Horvat's line. Like yeah. I think, I think I, I don't think Benning's not. Yeah. I, Whoa! What? Dude, they have five point six million cap, and they gotta sign. They have to sign Besser, and they gotta decide what they're doing with Cole Dobin. I I don't think that Erickson. I have Sutter to agree are, with Nick. No, or, I mean, uh, no, sorry, with Jess on this, I don't think he's done. No, I don't think he's done. He can't dude. be. Done. I don't think he's done. What? This dude's no. gone. This dude's packed up, and he's gone on vacation. No, he does, no, he no, does no. not have the cap. It's July eighth. No, he, he, no GM, gone. no he, good GM is packing up and going on. Yeah, that's exactly why he's, he's gone. That's exactly why he's gone. But hold on, hold on, back up. He's dyeing his hair every four days, guys. Like he is stressed out to the max. That guy's rocking Dubas phones at the draft right now. (laughs) We just opened up something new here. You guys are saying, I'll I'll even say, I'll even say, first game of the season, not even training camp, first game of the season, so October 2nd, whatever. I'll be there. You're telling me that the Canucks aren't only going to be able to sign a new player. It's going to be a top six player. No, 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 not sign. They're going to acquire they're going to acquire, gonna acquire and... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then who? Tell me. What is happening here? Who are we trading to acquire a top six? What picks are we trading? All okay, well, that's pretty, that's pretty... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty broad, right? I, but you yes. got you to gotta think. Benning came into the offseason with the goal of adding a top four defenseman and a top Which he six. did. Winger, which he and did. That was his goal. So he he's no, he's no, he did one of them. What? You don't no, think he... JT Miller is a top six winger? <sighs> yes, but he needs one more, right? Like he yeah, acquired yeah, Miller, and then he, he said, "I need another top six winger." Yeah, he, in free he, did, agency. he did. say That's that. what he said. JT Miller was that. not the guy that he was referring to. Like he got JT Miller, and then he needed one more, right? And so, like, 
I, however you acquire that, like the only thing that stopped them was the Luongo recapture, and they can talk about how they prepared for that all they want. It messed with them. Oh, for it sure. With yeah. Them. Okay. Unless they actually, unless Gusev's price is actually a second, fifth, and a prospect, oh, I don't you gotta see. Do that. I don't you see. Who, do that. I don't see who you're getting. They don't have a first next year potentially. They have a second. No, it'll be. And they, hey, can we can we put a con- can we put a condition on our first round from 2021 yeah. that if that if they get the 2020, <laughs> you get the 2021. But if they get the 2021, you get the 2020. <laughs> okay, so you could do that, but oh man, so that's bad. Then we're screwed. If they're acquired, but then you top, have... If they're acquiring a top six, and we're not trading Miller, Horvat, Besser. Or Pedersen. Well, none of those guys would obviously be traded. Otherwise, yeah. there's no point so in trading. Your next for best player, top six. Yeah. So your <laughs> next best player is Vertan. Correct. Yeah. We could all agree that Vertan is probably the next best of the former core. Anyways. Uh, he's probably one of the best trade chips right now. Yeah. Well, because half the team. Don't forget Tanev. Okay, but Tanev's gonna get you a top six. He's a UFA next year. No, but he well, can get you cap space for a top six. So what you're saying is you would trade Tana for a pick, you acquire cap space, you A, sign a player, B, you have a second-round pick and whatever pick you acquire, and then possibly add in a Goldobin or something. That's a po- uh, that's a possibility. Uh, like, to me, when you look at, when you look at the defense and, that we okay. have right now... And Tana you know who being a third pairing D for four and a half million, you don't think that maybe Benning wants to move on from that and I let one of his young guys step up into that role, like a Yo Levy or nope. you know maybe a Fantenberg or somebody who's nope. a little bit a lot more cheap. And, nope. and do you know who I think the top? The, the, when he wants well, a top six, you don't think he he'd do that? Nope. You'd you spend four and a half million on your third pairing D man. Bingo! I'll tell you why. Adler's always injured. He's always injured. Stetcher's been injured lately. And if they're gonna move Tanner, they'll move him at the deadline because that's when his value will be the highest. They're not gonna move him now. They'll eat. They'll eat the cap. They'll let the they'll let the money situation dwindle so it's not against the team as much by February, and that's when they'll get the most value for him. If he's if he's healthy, exactly. right? He's always injured at the trade deadline. I think that's a really risky move to wait until then. What? He's healthy right now. I think you have to try to. I mean, I'm not saying they will. They very well could wait until the deadline. I think they would get more at the deadline. But like, if it means that you fulfill your your plan going into the summer of getting a top six winger for Bo Horvat, I think it's something that you would consider. I think he's like I said, I think he's done though. I he's look, let's look at Benning. Okay, so he's had a pretty spotty record as a GM so far, okay? It's been mm-hmm. fantastic. What are you talking about? <laughs> let's look at <laughs> let's look at the past month though. He's acquired mm-hmm. a top six in JT Millet. He has acquired yeah. a top four in Myers. He did not he picked a he got another good steal at the draft. He, mm-hmm. two. he had to deal with the, he has to deal yeah, with Oh, the, yeah. yeah. He got two. Yeah. He got two steals at the draft. It was, That's true. I'm very happy with those he top two. He fought out Spooner. He's had to deal with the Luongo recapture. He has to sign Besser. Yeah. 
Are we like if he what if he signs Besser to a seven point seven by seven mil deal? This is the greatest stretch Banning has ever done. It would be. It would be so, pretty epic. Do you think? I I I think he's like yeah. Look how good I've made this team. This is the best I've made this team in five years. Call me. Oh, he's like Besser's agent. Call me when you're ready to sign the seven by seven. I'm gonna be on the beach. I think he's done. I don't think he does anything until the start of the season. I don't know, man. I just don't I just... see where he's what he's trading. Unless it's something like Gusev, which is the rumor of the second, fifth, and a pick, which every team in the league should be on. Mm-hmm. If, if that's I'll... true, I don't know why this trade hasn't been made. I would well, like to make my sleeper six... pick. I'd like to make yeah. my sleeper pick of what Benning goes after. Please. And it's, and it's Tyler Bertuzzi. But he's not a top six. He got... Okay, the thing is, he's young. He got 47 points last year on the Red Wings. Look, I I don't think... I'm just pulling his stuff up. He's not a top six, though. I'll just be honest. He's a potential top six, though. I do like his game. Like, he's a gritty guy. I just... I don't know, man. I don't think that's the target when you've already got a cap crunch. Imagine... Imagine number two Z jersey in Vancouver again, though. Oh, that'd be great for marketing. Would I think, it though? I think that's one of the reasons why they might not. <laughs> oh, I think they'd still do. It. I, I, I know, I know it ended badly for Bertuzzi, but I still think it'd yeah. be good for marketing. I think, I think he's better than, you know, um, Andres Johansson. I think he's better than Belchenyak. I think he's. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Tyler Bertuzzi, man? I think he's the real deal. Better than Andreas Janssen. Yeah? No, dude. You're whack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pulling up Janssen. (laughs) Insert meme of the dude whack right there. Yeah. I do like Bertuzzi's game, though. Oh, me too. When I I actually watch Detroit play, he's one of the few standout players that isn't named Larkin. Mm-hmm. Or Athens, you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like Tyler Bertuzzi. I, I will give you that. That is a hot take that he's better than you. I, 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 I'm just saying that I think that that would be a solid pull if he could do like a straight across, or not even a straight across, like say Bertanen and a fourth for Tyler Bertuzzi. I think that's a solid pull. Yeah, it'd be decent. Because the thing with Tyler Bertuzzi is that he's pretty much the player that you want Vertanen to be. Yes. Yes. Right? Like 22 goals like Well, yeah. and he's he plays that feisty game that Vertanen flashes, right? Just in little sparks throughout the season. Except that's actually how Bertuzzi plays. Yeah. Not a not a bad idea. I, I just don't I, think I, that's I don't... your top 6 fix. I I don't think that the the final top six piece is a solid top six player. I think he has to grow into that top six person, and I just don't think mm-hmm. that anyone that they have on the team can grow into that top six person. But I think they could trade for an actual person that could potentially go there. I think Tyler Bertuzzi is a person that next year I will hot take this. That spot. T- t- Tyler Bertuzzi is getting sixty points next year. Okay. I think if you're Vancouver... He's at 47, I think he's probably pretty close to that. I think if you're Vancouver, 
you're going to target a team that has a lot of wingers right now to acquire because they're going to be cheaper than a center. Yeah, pull a Montreal and just get all wingers. So that's what I'm thinking. Like Besides Montreal, because trust me, we got a lot of wingers and we need to move some. Who else has a mm-hmm. lot of wingers that Vancouver could target? I think you would have to target like cap crunch teams like a Vegas or Vegas. Like, a, like a Washington if you were to try to exploit somebody like that. Yeah. Like Vegas is overflowing with players and then you have like, like you, Washington too. Like, oh no, I was going to say, do you try to get Peary, but they're not going to move because he's making like league minimal. But yeah, Perry, he's making Perry's nothing, nothing right now. Perry could be a top six. Mm. Oh, come on. Perry's one of those guys that if he's given an opportunity, I think he would show very well. Dude, the guy had like, he was killing it last year. He had like 30 points. He had like 18 points in 30 games and 42 and 29 in the A. And this dude was like flying back and forth every day. Yeah. Also, how do we not have Pugliarvi yet from Edmonton? See, that, you know, like, to me, if you're going to go the the buy low option, which I think is the best option, I do agree with you on that. Somebody that would grow into a top six role or given an opportunity might take it. Pooley not bad, you know, if, yeah. if he can realize his potential. If not, then whatever, low risk, as long as you didn't trade a boatload to get him. Um, I think Gusev costs you a lot in cap, which hurts. But Brandon Peary wouldn't, but I don't see them trading Peary unless it's like Brandon wants an opportunity somewhere else to play. Yeah. Um, But like Gusev is a luxury they can't afford, right? So they need to trade Gusev. I honestly think the only way they get a top six player is if they have the balls to trade up Jay Beagle a Brandon Sutter, a Lou Erickson to a team, give up a bunch of prospects and a pick, and then you go out and sign somebody like a Dezingle. Because I don't see this team, unless they're trading for Tannen, I don't see them having the trade pieces to acquire a top six, other than picks. Yeah. I mean, the problem with something like that, though, is that they simply don't have the cupboards to with picks, exactly. drop all that cap off right like like look at some of the teams that have loaded up like montreal for example right if montreal wanted to cough up a bad contract and get rid of that no problem right they could offload a a strong prospect and a pick and it wouldn't even dent their cupboards oh not at all bergevin's collecting bergevin's collecting all the fourth rounds next year he's already got four oh he's up around He's up around it. Yeah, Last year was the fifth. Yeah, no, now he's, he's up to the fourth. He has four fourths this year. This dude's just walking into GM's offices with his big biceps and he's like, give me a fourth pick. Give me a fourth pick. <laughs> no, literally. But like Vancouver just simply doesn't have that kind of depth, right? Yeah, agreed. So I think you'd have to try to do a buy low option and meet. You know what? Maybe you take a flyer on. Like last year was Duclair, right? Yeah, I wanted oh, Duclair. Anthony. Yeah, yeah, I not Strom. because I, I thought he was Strom. first. I wanted Strom so bad. Did you? Yeah, me too. Chicago was just like, "Hey, want nothing for him?" And Arizona's <laughs> like, "We'll take a hot tub." 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll take nothing, thanks. You traded me for a washing machine? <laughs> like, that's I just, basically yeah, like, what I happened. I think that's, that's the type of guy that you need to go get. That's basically what happened there. Like, oh. Well, and could that be Puliarvi? I think that's flattering to him. But yeah. you got to think, Dylan Strom was, like, boss was being used. For yeah, him. he's a Third top three. overall pick. Puliarvi's a fourth overall pick. And I know that the whole, like, oh, if you're taken in the first round or in a lottery pick type of spot, you get such a long leash. Yes, yeah. because you showed that you have skill set. And there's a reason why you got picked as high as you did at one point. Except, except like, maybe maybe Kirby Dak doesn't have that as long as the leash, but you know, <laughs> I think you will. <laughs> so, dude, the crowd went okay when we were there, and the, and they picked that. Like the crowd, like I almost the guy beside me almost dropped his beer. Like it was, <laughs> it was shocking. It was a shock. Yeah. And then, well, and I then thought they were Detroit, going to And then when Detroit, like, like we were all like, oh my god, that's. That's Steve. That's Steve then, Cider. Yeah. And then he opened his mouth and we're all like, what? What just happened? Even Cider was shocked about that. Pick. Oh, you, dude, the look on his face was just like pure <laughs> shock. Like, oh. <laughs> so we're at the 10 minute mark left, boys, and we haven't even talked about Sebastian Lejo. Yeah, well, he's a key, uh, key, I, key. I expected that. Oh, I, oh everybody yeah. did. Like I said, yeah. like I outlined in the last podcast, it was more of an interesting reason. That I like how my hot take my hot take is already gone. I said that he was going to be Yeah, that he would be here. I didn't get my hopes up from day one. I'm, I'm, I'm 0 for 1 now. I'm 0 for 1, boys. It doesn't matter, oh, though, man. because... Because, like you said, Bergevin has all the picks, so he's just like, so, line A, Kyle Connor, which one of yeah. you wants to sign an offer sheet? If I, okay, no, if you're Bergevin right a, now, who do you go Kyle after? Kyle Connor, Kyle Connor, man. Nope. You do not That's the guy out of everybody, not just you Winnipeg. Just, nope. you, no, no, what's, what's the one out of Washington? Uh, Vra, uh, Vrana. Oh, Vrana? Vrana. Vrana. Vrana for four point five million? Done. Do it. No, no. You go. Well, Washington doesn't have that room. I don't care. You go for the line. Montreal hasn't had a pure goal scorer in. Dude, he's forever. addicted to Fortnite. He's addicted to Fortnite. I don't care. That'd be. That's my I, biggest fear. I don't care. The dude scores goals in Montreal for the past twenty five years. Hasn't scored goals. You almost made the playoffs last year. Yeah. With so, Thomas Tata. Yeah. So. Add to that. They make One thing I really like about the line A idea for Montreal is that you already have a ton of fins. Dude, we have right? a ton of fins. We're just becoming. Just speak Finnish on the ice, dude. Yeah. You don't even have to speak dude, they're just gonna they're just gonna do an all they're just gonna do an all Finnish line, and then they'll start calling stuff in Finnish to each other, and the other team's gonna be like, "What are they doing? What is and, this?" And and then. And then Vancouver will have an all Swede Swedish team, and yes. it'll be it'll be fine. And Russian, yeah. Swedish, S- Swedish, Swedish and Russian. <laughs> well, it, like I know it gets kind of all oh, the fellow countrymen, and you know it kind of gets overplayed a little bit. But for Finland and Sweden, I don't think it does. Right? Like you've seen no, Pedersen yeah. at the All Star game. Who is he hanging he, out with? He all hangs the out time? with Ericsson, and he hangs out with Baxter. Yeah. He hangs out with the boys. 
Oh, yeah, yeah he was hanging out with Carlson and all, all the Swedes. He was yeah, looking for all the Swedes. Especially because, like, especially for Canada and U.S., they're so similar, right? And yeah, you're so they don't back and, and you're traveling back and forth between Canada and U.S. all the time. These guys yeah. from Sweden and Finland and everything, they go back in the offseason. That's it. Yeah. Right? So it's when they're able to be with their fellow countrymen and everything and talk Swedish and everything, you're dang right they're going to take the opportunity. Well, and I think, like, the opportunity for Lion A to play with somebody like Kotkaniemi might be enticing for him. You know, like, I I do think he would fill a need. The the thing, though, in my thoughts, is that Bergevin seems to be targeting centers, right, with these offer sheets. He wanted to go. He wanted Aho. That can't be right. That can't be right. He wanted Braden point, right? He wanted he wants a centerman. He targeted Duchesne. Those are three centermen. He's like, I can't Line is not. Though. I don't know how I don't know how to draft a centerman. So <laughs> I, there's this tweet the other day. There's this tweet from the other day from a uh, crazy uh, Montreal fan. She's pretty popular, and it was like Winnipeg needs to add a veteran defenseman, and then it was just in all caps. We can give you Carl Alsner. <laughs> and I'm like, that, there we go. We just found a fit. Give us line and we'll give you Alsner. It's a done. Straight across. But, yeah. but for real, like, okay, Kyle Connor, I think, is the better player. For sure. But I agree. Come on. Line yeah. can honestly be Ovechkin light. This, this kid could be the next Ovechkin 10 years from now. Where we have a kid like him coming up, and Ovechkin's retired, and who's the kid that's just scoring goals constantly? That's well. Is pod, there a more pod, pure pod goal scorer in the league? Pod Colson, you mean? You mean Pod Colson? Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, he's not a sniper though. Like he's no. You know what? I think Pod Colson is more of a Tarasenko, like a like a Tarasenko. Yeah. Yeah, like, like the thing with Line is, like I said, he just maybe. scores goals, and I can read off every single name on the Montreal list, and they can all they can all play very well, but you don't think of a single one of them as a pure goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? You know what Montreal's lack? And I've said this before, they lack a guy you put on the ice with two minutes left when you're down a goal, and you're like, we need a goal, and that guy's gonna get you it. It's yeah. always by somebody different every night, which is great. It shows you have great depth. The issue is you don't have a go-to guy. You don't have mm-hmm. that guy on Montreal. You have a lot of great pieces, but you don't have, just have a pure goal scorer, and that's what Montreal's missing. That's why Liney, I would target in a heartbeat. Plus, he's also well, a right wing, and Montreal, if they do actually have an issue up front, it's on the right wing, especially with Sean. Here's the other thing, out. too, with a line is that think of their power play potential, right? Like they missed the playoffs by like the skin of their teeth, by right? Two points and they had they were thirtieth in the NHL. If they had a power play that was prolific, right? And you have the big shots from the point with Weber, uh, with Petrie. If you had an off the boards shot like Patrick Liney, yeah. that is a Deadly, deadly power play option. Exactly, because everyone was slotting Drew in at that dot, and you know where Drew is actually best? Behind the net. Yeah. because he He's a great playmaker, he's not the shot. And he can run a power play from behind the net. He can't run it from the dot. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not a Patterson in the way that he can run it off the sidewall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to run it behind the net. So and like, and that's you great. Be, it gives a completely unique look. You could look. be looking at a first, like a first power play unit of Domi, of Druin, of Liney, of Gallagher, and then one of Weber or Petrie. Yeah. Like, it gives you lots of shooting options. It gives you or Cockney presence. as the center, and then Dolmi or whatever would would start center the second line because you're always put to know in the PK spot because he's freaking amazing at it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I like the line A option. I think obviously Braden Point would be the next bet or the best option for them. I just don't see it happening. No, especially now. He's, well, he already said no. Yeah, that's what everyone's been telling us. So. But, but uh, Liney is coming, interesting. And if there is another offer sheet coming, it's likely from Montreal. I know there's been rumors of Oh, it's Islanders. absolutely from Montreal. I know there's rumors of Blue going to take Marner back, which would be the <laughs> That would be the greatest thing I would ever. love that. I, like, I know there's also Toronto and Dark Horse for it is watch Colorado, man. Oh, Colorado yeah, has the most oh. cap space in the league. And they've already got a wealth of riches in their depth, yeah. right? As soon as you have a team with a prospects pool or depth, like a Colorado Avalanche team right now, and the team that wants to win right now, like Colorado, like they're they don't care about their picks right now. No, but they're right? missing. Let's picks. be real; they're they already stacked. They don't, but they're missing picks. That's the issue. They don't have a second next year, and they have Toronto's third. And for you to offer shit, they have to be your own picks. Unless you went with the the max out and you did four firsts, yes. which they do have. Yes. Awesome. So what about them as a player for Marner? Oh, absolutely. So say, for example, like you lock down Rantanen because he's an RFA right now yeah. and honestly not worth an offer sheet to anybody because Avalanche will match it, no problem. Yeah. You, you take that, you go $12 million by seven years. Or twelve million by five, whatever he wants for term. I'm assuming if five. Yeah, but if if I'm the giving up four first, I'm going to push for seven. Oh, for sure. But, but yes, like, yes, it's an overpayment, but they can afford it. And now you take in, you've taken Marner, and you have a team with that already boasts McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen as their top line. And now you've got a legit option. For a second line featuring Marner. Okay, so what would that's so disgusting? Let's keep the, that first line just together because people say that's the, some people say that's the best line of hockey. What would that I second agree. line start yeah. to look like? Kadri, Marner, who's on the other wing? Yost. Mm. Yost would be an interesting option. Um, if Burakovsky can pan out, that's a steal on their part. Like. Oh, here, I'm just pulling up their like, depth chart here. I'm just thinking, say they went with, say they offered Shane Marner, and you ended up going with, you have Marner on that team now. What if you also yeah. sign someone like Dzingel, who's still a UFA? They still have to sign Ratnan, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, but they have, so, they have twenty-three million dollars in cap space. They could easily afford Marner, 
Rantanen and Dezingo. You know, what's, you know what also kind of blew my mind today as I look at Boston and St. Louis are in the bottom 10 of cap space. Like, they're in the bottom end of I the know. cap space teams. Which I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Now, well, that was a big discussion point um, this last little bit, too. Like, J.D. Burke brought it up on a TSN point, was that it is very worrisome that the Canucks are a cap-crunched team being how bad they are. Oh, absolutely. That's been... That is that is stressful. Like, everybody wants to pump... I mean, I won't say everybody, because there's a, obviously a distinct line between Benning bros and Benning haters, but... There are people that want to praise absolutely everything Benning does and people that want to bash everything that Benning does. I need and to I think wait. as long as there's that dif- differential, we have no hope of actually having like a united fan base with one idea I, I haven't seen, about how to get forward. I have not seen these special snowflakes that praise Benning for every move. I gotta find them. <laughs> you have not? No. Man, on Twitter, like... There's there's people that I'd like avoid because they'll call like Petrus Palmu a steal. Like there's people that literally praise every one of his picks, like Manukian, like it's some kind of steal. These are unproven assets. Like until like they they think that everything that Benning touches is gold for some reason. Like Beagle was a great signing. Hmm. Uh, Sutter is a great character guy. Like. And they don't like to admit that they're wrong on anything. Like they all admit that Louis Erickson's not great, but I think we are all pretty united on that. But wait, Louis not good? No, <laughs> apparently not. No, I, but you know there are people out there that think Benning is one of the best GMs in the league. I think he's not. a. I think he's an okay drafter, but I also we've learned that we we all know that it's it's Judd. If, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of it could be Judd, right? Like, the first couple of rounds, I'll give Benning probably has a lot of say in those. But in the later rounds, he's deferring to Judd Brackett. Also, who the hell made that pick? Like, who was that guy? Who? What pick? For the Vancouver, for the Vancouver Canucks. The oh, that, that was Dan Smeal. Man, like, everyone was like, who the hell is that guy? Literally, <laughs> everyone in the crowd was like, who the hell is that? He's got his number in the back. I know, the I know, but it was just like, who is that guy? He can't even pronounce it called Colson. Yeah, I felt bad for them. I was like, why did they make poor Stan, the oldest dude there, announce the Russian name that he had no hope of pronouncing? Literally, like, everyone was like, why, why would you do that? Like, why? He had a piece of paper, and he looked at it twice. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Okay, before we cut off, Hutton's not signed. Yeah, I was just gonna get into. I was oh just gonna, yeah. I was just gonna get into where do you think these last okay. two guys signed? So we'll start off with. Yeah. Hutton. Uh just who like as a t- like what team? Yeah. Dallas. For Hutton. Yeah. Hmm. Sean. Could be. Uh, I. See, Winnipeg's an option if he drops his price down because they've lost a lot on their D. Like, mostly on the right side, sure, but they also lost Sherrod. Oh, yeah, they just lost him to Montreal. Oh, yeah, so I could see Hutton kind of fill in that hole. I, I originally thought Montreal. 
Um, but when they sign Sherratt, they don't really have a need now for Ben Hutton. No, Montreal is going to sign Gardner or nobody for two. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Colorado. Oh, interesting. Because I look at Colorado's defense and... Well, and they did want him. And I don't think... They're like, we want him like, Tyson for Tyson Barry. They, they can actually like, nah, we'll just give him to you for free. Like... <laughs> I don't. I don't After know. You trade Barry for Kadri. I don't know enough about Colorado, but because they lost Barry, I'm assuming their top. Like, I, I, this is not in order, but I'm assuming their six players to start the season on D would be uh, Johnson, Cole, Zadorov, Makar, Barbario, and Gerard. Uh, yeah. Don't don't vote out Callie Rosen though. Um. But looking at that too, they only have two like natural right D. They have Eric Johnson and Kale McCarr. Yeah, well, that's true. That's Everybody else is lefty. But I feel like. Oh, and before we before we wrap it up, how about Sean's little meltdown the other day about oh, Pittsburgh Penguins? Oh, that was funny. Yeah, everybody falls for stuff sometimes. <laughs> oh, you know what though? That was too good. This is why you Okay, have I was win. mad. Okay. I want Gusev that just, bad. Just just for context, everyone. <laughs> Sean fell for the tweet of the fake Pittsburgh Penguins account where Gusev ended up as a Pittsburgh Penguin for Jack Johnson straight up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. Um, you okay. were beyond... Like, okay, I, I didn't even look into it because I was so mad. I just you, saw it. You it looked pretty it. official. Right away, like, but I like rage quit out of it. I was, I was so mad that we had <laughs> lost <laughs> Goose for literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um, okay. Where do you guys think Jazingle signs? Mm. I do think Colorado is an interesting option for Jazingle. Uh, yeah, I I could see that, but I also see, like, Calgary hasn't done anything and i could see them maybe like no. coming I, forward i don't i don't mm. think they do anything until they sign for chuck yeah i, I agree he's really that. handcuffed them i think the yeah, yes. reunites with bobrovsky in florida really they only do got they even have cap they space only, for they only got, yeah they only got 10 forwards signed at the moment and i can't think I guess, of anyone but you they still need to I can't think of anyone. Oh, they got five now. Besides, like, Owen Tippett? I don't really think... Tippett might be ready, you know. Yeah, but they would still need a couple... Well, what about Heponiemi? I don't really know. Heponiemi, I... I don't know much. He had a crazy good year overseas. Did he? Okay. I could see... I don't know Yeah, I could see him jumping in. So, that's gonna be my my guess. I'll go with... It's not a bad guess. I just know they need forwards still, and I know they're looking to improve on the forward situation. So mm-hmm. I could see them moving, moving bodies. Um, Gardner. Oh man. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay. Okay. I are, personally are you... think he's waiting to see what happens with Marner. <laughs> are you ready for the hottest of hot takes? <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. So. I think it's likely going to be... I think he's waiting for Marner, and he's waiting to see if he can resign with Toronto. And I could list off a bunch of other places where he could. 
go. Mm-hmm. Like the obvious ones, like a Montreal or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say Philadelphia. Oh. Because <laughs> they're gonna move, yeah. They're gonna move pieces on that D. No. They could. I mean, move, they got 14 million move. in cap space, they're even gonna, with the bad Kevin Hayes contract. Dude, I think. And they're gonna have Provorov, Gardner, as their one-two on that side. Bro. You know what I think? You mm. know what I think? The St. Louis Blues pick him up. Do they have cap? Really? They had such a. Gr- they do have cap. I mean, their they D was so good. They have 12 million in space right now. That's true. Oh, I never thought of that. They still need a couple forwards, and they only got eleven on contract at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. Maybe they maybe Dzingle goes there. Oh, that's a good that's point. true. Um, who else? I don't know, man. St. Louis is sad. They they signed Derek Pouliot. They're repeating this year. Johansson signed. Dude, if you pick if you pick up the seventh <laughs> man for Vancouver, like whoever signs Biega next year is winning the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Only like, if like, it's all traded from the team the Canucks trade them to. Like, dude, MJ, <laughs> like, Michael Delzato. Delzato. Michael Delzato's name is on the Stanley. Let that. Uh. Actually, that, it's not. I looked into it. His name his will name? not be on the cup. He will get really? a ring. Yeah, his name he will get a ring, but it, no. Because he didn't play a playoff game. Um, I don't think he played really any games for St. Louis. Delzato, he didn't play a single game in the playoffs. But, like, in, for St. Louis in general? I don't, like even know, after I, don't the know, deadline? I don't know about that, but I know he didn't play any minutes in the playoffs. But whatever the reasoning, I know that he does not have his name on the cup, and that satisfies me. Yeah. Okay, closing thoughts. <laughs> not because I have anything against Delzato, I just don't want him to have his name on a cup. <laughs> he was once ranked, like, top 50 like, handsome men in Canada. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Closing thoughts, gentlemen. Anything you'd like to say? Think funny stories. Oh, funny story. Okay, this is it's not hockey related at all, but it's it's about the Sky Train. Like we're all from Vancouver. We all we all know what the Sky Train is. Like this woman was so tweaked out this morning at seven a.m. Like she was <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> on a Monday, this woman was so tweaked out. Commercial and Broadway, like just you know rush hour you know take the 815 into the city like everyone is suit and tie like briefcases they're just going to work and this woman is just screaming at the customer service representatives of translink like they're just such nice people they got the radios they're like tweaking she's like you know platform. <laughs> she's just like screaming obscenity to to these people just like tweaking hard and then the train's coming, and I'm like, man, she's like the yellow line. Like, oh, no. The, yeah, the yellow line. Stay behind. Always stay behind the yellow line. And she gets, like, a little closer, a little closer. And, like, the train's coming. And she leans in to, like, get her head smacked by the train. Like, she's she's done. <laughs> she's game over. She's like, I'm out. This is, this is life. And I'm like, man, this is a crazy Monday. Like, I woke up early for this. And, like, some guy grabs grabs her and just pulls her last second from, like, from getting hit by the train. I was like, this is Ooh. the greatest Skytrain experience I've ever experienced. Like, this was, it was like my heart was 
pumping. People were screaming, and then the train doors opened, everyone got in. And Dude. they just like went off to their job like no big thing. Yeah, but the the customer was the customer representative people, they grabbed her and like they were holding her for cops. Like they she was going to break. Dang. I'm gonna need to put an NSFW tag on this post after that story. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Sean, anything you'd like to say? Uh okay, on a hockey related note, I think the reason why we haven't seen a Brock Besser contract yet is because he wants to see Marner's term. Yeah. Because um, if he signs long-term, I think Brock will do the same. If he gets the five years, I think that's kind of where it'll be. But I think they've got mm-hmm. money Brock, already figured out. Yeah, I think Brock wants to know term. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not in Marner's like, money. cap. Yeah, he's not going to get Marner money, and he knows that. But he I think he wants Marner term. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm like, oh, Marner God, wants... five. Yeah. I think he probably will end up with five. I would love to see him sign for, like, seven or eight. But... Who? Brock? Yeah. But I just don't see it. Um, on a non-hockey-related note, I also have a funny story. So, uh, I don't even think I've told you guys this one yet. So, last... Last week, it was a Wednesday, and I work in a bank, and we get some interesting characters. I'm downtown Kamloops, and this one one lady comes in, and she's in a kind of like a world of hurt, man. Like, she's, yeah, she looks like she just got stabbed, right? And uh, she's like, "I, I haven't left my bed for 41 days. And we're all kind of confused about it, but we're not touching on it, right? And so we're helping her out, and she's like, oh, I've got an open stomach wound. You want to see it? <laughs> classic, <laughs> classic Kamloops. Classic well, Kamloops. Like, nobody wants to see this, right? But I kind of do. Like, I want to see this. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, I was outvoted, and we were not going to see the open stomach wound. I just pictured, like, a scene from Alien. Like, I have a question. Did you guys right know? open. Did you- did you guys have a vote? Like, were you like, do you want to see it? No. Do you want to well, see I ca- it? Yes. I didn't want to be, like, too eager, you know? Like, I didn't want to be like, yes, I want to see it. So I just kind of waited until everybody else was like, no, no, no. Like, please, please don't show us. And I was like, oh, dang it. Like, come on, man. I kind of want to see this. Like, I want to see if this is legit. <laughs> How bad is this? She is in so much pain. Like, it's got to be bad. So that was an interesting Wednesday, and that was just one incident that happened that day. But I, I literally can't even share the other one. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be all right. <laughs> <laughs> that one so, would need ticks. <laughs> so, 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 so this lady did did she did she leave peacefully? Surprisingly, yeah. So for like a lady that apparently has an open wound in her stomach she went walked outside and hailed a cab <laughs> wow what a champ so where she where she was going i don't know why you're in bed for 41 days with an open open <laughs> stomach wound anybody's guess really yeah yeah she if that is true she needs to be in the hospital not at home. oh yeah and and uh and the other guy nick what's your closing thought um i don't have any funny stories sorry um, um, so I'll just go with a hockey thought. You I think need to the, get a normal job. I know, right? <laughs> I think if the Canucks go for someone, 
I think they're going to trade the Islanders and they're going to go for Hosang. Oh, I like I that. I would love Hosang. Give me some I potential Hosang. Can I get a Hosang? Yeah. And, for... if, and if the Canucks want to win next year, they need to trade the, with the Raptors for Bacaw because he just guarantees the that, that, that's my funny joke to end it because oh, okay. he's, he's well, confirmed the Raptors dynasty now for the next yeah. two seasons. Three yeah, Pete. The dude, I, I, heard, the dude I is, heard that guy. The dude is three for three. Just retire. Nobody can say <laughs> that up to you. You're perfect. You're literally perfect. Who else can say they have oh, a man. perfect career? And and on a yeah. and on a and on a sad note, Guerrero Jr. just hit 91 home runs and lost the home run derby. That's just yeah. so sad. Like no, like no one's ever done that. Like he hit 29 back to back. He hit the record in two straight rounds and he loses 23 to 22. So sad. But you know, yeah, I'm not gonna pretend to be a baseball guy. But here's the worst take I've heard in a long time. So I was saying how. How amazing Guerrero Jr. is! That Vlad Jr. is incredible, and he yeah. single-handedly is worth watching the Blue Jays for. Absolutely, and that's that's coming from a non-baseball fan, right? It's like watching grass grow. <laughs> and and this guy's like, oh well, he can't be that good because the Blue Jays suck. <laughs> well, I was expecting more there. Is that it? That's the that's the dude's hot take was oh, that oh, Guerrero Jr. is trash because the Blue Jays are not a playoff team. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought there was so like baseball is a one-person sport apparently. So just wanted oh. to share that with you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so that's that's a wrap on this week. Next week we'll probably start by next week. I'm assuming most of the UFAs and everything will be signed, and I think. We might start breaking down divisions, like maybe guessing who's and, going who. And and we're also going to be on Thursdays. We're not going to be we've we we did decide on Thursdays, not Mondays. Yeah, unless like yeah. somebody's work schedule gets messed up, we'll most likely be releasing on Thursdays from here on out. So it will yeah. be a week and a half from now. So, Possibly, might be a week. We'll see. Plenty of time. So it could be Monday. It could be Thursday. Plenty of times for those UFAs and RFAs to get signed. So we got more to talk about. Yeah. I hope so. Like, let's go. Come on. Yeah. I want Gardner to find a home. I want Hutton to find a home. Give us something to chat about. Exactly. Let's, let's see another offer sheet while we're at it. Okay, everyone. Talk to you next Ooh. week.